0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon, as always. Uh, Shay, this is the final push to the early signing period uh, for LSU, and the Tigers are busy with the transfer portal, busy trying to button up this 2024 recruiting class and uh, finalize kind of those final targets that they're going to push for um, are whole setup at the Bengal Tiger has been focused on that for the most part. Um, now that bowl practices are here, we'll start picking it up on the football side of things. But recruiting is heavy. And this weekend is that final official visit weekend before the early signing period. And LSU has seen that visitor list kind of shuffle up. There's been some rumors of different targets hitting campus. We knew there were going to be a bunch of commits coming in. Uh, but now that list for this weekend seems to be finalized on the high school side of things. Uh, you just dropped it on the Bengal Tiger right before we recorded this pod. Uh, give the latest on uh, who is headed to Baton Rouge this weekend. Uh,
1: yeah, this was a group effort because you came this morning, Billy, on uh, the Bengal Tiger with the rundown of the, uh, the six commitments, of the final group of guys of the 27-man commitment list who are coming in uh, to make official visits before they sign next week. Uh, that list uh, includes – guys like Trey as green who number one tight end in america has been committed to lsu for a long time now uh, but also guys like collage cobbins out of destra Juwan juan johnson out of lca um, some local safeties ahmad bro from ruston uh, a lot of guys most of these guys billy were playing deep into the season with their high school team so now that playoffs are complete they uh, are able to make these visits and From everything we've gathered, and I'll write a little bit more about this on the site this weekend, but LSU has made contact with, and we have as well, we've talked to pretty much every commitment or seen them share a post to social media. In the case of Ori Williams, uh, who, when we get into our post-signing day stories, he'll be a fun one to talk about how when you text him, you can go months without hearing from him, and then boom, what's up, man? Hey, how things been? Uh, But Ori Williams did put out LSU's offensive lineman. He's signing Wednesday morning. So my point is All 27 commitments right now are expected to sign on Wednesday. None are expected to hold over until February signing day. And Billy, we said from the start, the goal was 25 to 30 high school or JUCO signees. Being at 27, having some guys left on the board, and we'll talk about them in a bit, but knowing you're going to sign all 27 now, that's the recipe. It doesn't appear they're in for any final drama.
0: Yeah, not at all, which is good. That's that's where you want to be. Um, that's kind of when they came up with the early signing period was the hope for the most part uh, that college coaches would be able to know who they were having uh, in the boat officially by the time that early signing period ended. And with the transfer portal, that's that's even more important because the transfer portal window does last until, I think, the first couple days of January for guys to enter. So with that being the case, you could see guys then get recruited in the spring um, if they are still at their you know current school and and trying to figure out their next step and all of those things. So it's important to know who you have coming into your program from the high school side of things or just signing in general uh, versus you know trying to play guessing games. So uh, that's the good thing with the early signing period. And uh, LSU, you also
1: set me up there to give you the new news, and I just skipped it and just read y'all a bunch of commitments. The new news is yeah. that one name has been added, but one name removed. So, uh, Tug- uh Tuggle, excuse me, he's a wide receiver top 100 prospect. We have not heard his name mentioned much at all. He's been committed to Georgia since April. He is a top 100 prospect nationally, top 20 wide receiver coming out of South Bend, Indiana. There was buzz he was going to visit this weekend we're told that visit is no longer on. We'll talk more about receiver here in a bit, Billy, but we get the sense with the three high school receivers they have committed, coupled with the portal and then the guys they know they have coming back on roster that there's a direction they're going. They're not going to try to flip a guy like Tuggle here late when they don't think he, you know, it's much more than a visit for him at this stage. So, they have shifted and the new name is Cohen Eccles who is a four-star offensive lineman out of Katy, I believe, but had uh, been committed to Texas A&M since June. Ended up reopening his process, and Billy Winnie committed um, Auburn, LSU, Texas Tech, a number of others were involved, but since were involved, but since then Auburn has taken the on-three RPM lead. He was at the Iron Bowl, said he had a great visit, loved it. LSU bringing him to campus this weekend isn't surprising. He reached out, said, "Hey, look, I'd like to make a visit before I decide." Brad Davis and the staff have recruited him for a long time, so you're not telling the kid no at the very end when you've got visits left. But at the same time, I do want to say this does not speak to LSU and what they think of their online class. Brad Davis and the staff love the five man hall they have, so I almost feel like it's a numbers game here and if Eccles does really show interest do they press or is this one where they move forward with just five guys well and the- i say just five guys as if that's not a lot that's a good amount of o-line signees
0: yeah and quality there too um, you know some of the best offensive linemen in the country Brad Davis has on board for this class and uh, Cohen Eccles is interesting LSU it kind of offered i i can look it up you know while we're talking about him but uh, offered like right after the spring or during the spring evaluation period. I can go, look on Twitter and, and find it, but um, they, you know, really just kind of offered not late in the sense. I mean, they had a good grip on their offensive line class. So it's not like they were, you know, too late or whatever. They just decided to offer after seeing him. And then he ended up committing to A&M, but he made a quick visit uh, to LSU right at the end of May, right after he got his offer and then ended up going Uh, With the Aggies, but meanwhile, LSU assembled this really nice offensive line class and, um, you know, still had Weston Davis who were at the time they were working to flip and all those things. So um, the interest has been there. Uh, He's familiar with LSU. I'm with you. I'm I'm intrigued to see how this goes. I I I agree. I think it's a numbers game. Um, It does just speak to his overall interest in LSU that he is going to spend the final weekend before the early signing period. Uh, in Baton Rouge and um, a really nice young man out of Katie, one of the top programs in the state of Texas, and, uh, you know, has done a nice job of keeping us up to date and things like that with his recruitment. So, um, again, I, I'm intrigued to see where this goes and if uh, they really turn up the heat and, um, you know, really press for him.
1: I like what, I mean, look, we're looking at three straight years of elite recruiting classes from Brad Davis, and we don't even know, they could return all five starters. Charles Turner has not said anything about his future, and then Garrett Dellinger and Miles Frazier, your two starters at guard, have not said anything about what their intentions are, whether it be going pro or coming back, and you still have Zalance Heard, a five-star you can get in, you've played DJ Chester, he's the future at center now, you're bringing in another great O-line hall a headline by a five-star in Weston Davis who they flipped from Texas A&M and then toss in all the other guys who are part of that mix so I um it's a good spot to be in this is where you wanted to be when you knew you hired Brian Kelly you had Brad Davis you wanted to look up a couple years later and say O-line is one of the strengths of the team
0: yeah no no question and I mean it when Brad Davis got here it was kind of a you know it's a lot of missed evals and things like that and now this group is uh, obviously turned into one of the best in the country. They're up for the Joe Moore Award um, and and certainly uh, could win it, um, you know, this offseason whenever that's uh, you know dished out. But uh, they continue to recruit at such a high level. And with the offensive line, it's so important to have depth, so important to have talented depth uh, behind those starters and guys that can give you a breather or, you know, things like that here and there that you trust. Um, which helps develop those guys when they get those live game reps. So I'm all for this if they end up seeing him and and talking things over and deciding that they can fit guys in. Uh, as the bowl practices go on, I would imagine they get a better feel for some of these guys and if they do you know, have decisions that are getting closer to going one way or the other on the offensive line. But, um, yeah, good move to bring in Cohen Eccles. I'm not too surprised like you that Nitro isn't coming in. Um, All-name team for sure but he was somebody that was linked to Michigan a lot this fall, never ended up visiting there. And it just seemed like, you know, maybe there were opportunities to take visits and some coaching staffs just realized that, you know, they were just going to be visits and he was going to sign with the dogs. So um, that is uh, kind of it on the the guys that uh, shuffled up on the visit weekend. We'll, We'll see if there's any transfers that roll into town. We'll talk about, uh, transfers for sure later on in the pod, but um, I think this is going to be a pretty quiet early signing period, which is good for LSU.
1: It's perfect, right? I mean, this is exactly what you want. You don't want to have any major shakeup. You don't want your commitments visiting other schools this weekend, and all of a sudden you're sweating it. They are on a good run here. Of we knew the class they had put together, but closing with Gabriel Relliford. Um, getting a top-notch D-lineman on board, a top-10 D-lineman nationally on on three, I thought was huge. So, yes, the fact that there isn't any major shakeup that we're waiting on or guys that we don't know which way they're leaning or, hey, there's four uncommitted guys that could make or break the class, they're not in that position, which is points to, you know, putting together a very good plan and then executing it.
0: Yeah, and and speaking of executing, Shay. Uh, you've got to have your plan together uh, for the Reliquest Bowl uh, for LSU-Wisconsin on New Year's Day uh, in my own home backyard in Tampa. Uh, it's a stadium that I know very, very well. Uh, I used to work for the Bucks in, in high school and and know that stadium like the back of my hand. I can tell you, try to get, uh, you know, somehow find some shade in that stadium. It's pretty brutal. Uh, but that's why you have game time. And that's because they can preview your seats, uh, wherever you want to grab them in Raymond James Stadium, uh, you can look at their flash deals. You can look at uh, all the tickets in the club level right here. Pretty good seats there uh, on the right side of things, um, opposite of really where you want to be for the shade, but um, still club level, uh, pretty solid there for 177 bucks. But you can also look at the flash deal. You click on it, you check it out, snag a flash deal, 53 bucks. Ten dollars off um, for those corner seats right there, which is a good view as well. Uh, we love Game Time, and that's because it's so easy. When you download the Game Time app, it takes just two clicks to line up those tickets. Um, you see it on there. This is on desktop GameTime.co, but when you're on your phone, you can use Apple Pay. You can use all the different ways that um, they have available to you to pay in just two clicks. And, and that's what we love about game time is how quickly you can get those last minute tickets. And of course, they have the game time guarantee as well.
1: I, you're, You've are you blown me away. So for the people who are watching on YouTube, everybody else who's streaming this on Spotify or Apple or whatever uh, is not getting to enjoy this. Billy doesn't often do the game time ad read. And when Maddie B and I do it each week uh, during the preview and predictions for the football games, obviously football season's over now. So we've shifted the ad read into this recruiting podcast. I've been holding up my phone trying to show the seat views, but the ongoing joke is that as I turn my phone, like it just like turns you around and now you can't see the field anymore. So <laughs> Billy has now got like the entire screen view of like your tickets, where you can go seat views. You've uh, you've upped Maddie B in a big way here. I'm going to, he's going to be embarrassed when he sees this is how you're uh, you set up
0: the, the YouTube platform. The the only thing that's embarrassing is if you don't use game time to get your last minute tickets. Um, And that's why we have uh, the promo code TIGERS, T I G E R S, for $20 off your first purchase. It'll take the guesswork out of buying those tickets. Plus, that game time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So terms apply, but Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Again, that's Tigers for twenty dollars off your first purchase. I mean, we could do a whole pod on uh, recommendations as well for for Tampa for for those folks who are going to be down there. I'm going to make a post on the Bengal Tiger. Don't yeah, worry, we'll
1: have more pods before then. So you can come on the team podcast
0: with us and you just give us nonstop Tampa recs. Yep, we can just we can just roll it out there. I'll I'll try to get us some some you know codes or um, maybe some some happy hours in Tampa that people can do. Um look, I, I don't know what the lightning schedule is, but that's always fun uh around that time to catch a game. Let me see. Um oh yeah, a little New Year's Eve game, December thirty first, December thirtieth. Rangers are in town, Canadians. People have some things they can do in Tampa for this one. So
1: I think the the Saints and the Bucks play the day before.
0: Oh. Ooh boy. Game time. Yeah. Game time for sure on that. Um, all your ticket needs, um, quickly taken care of. So check out game time. Um, that was, they got their money's worth on that one. Um, let's move on though. Um, Shay, uh, one of, uh, the guys that uh, has been on LSU's radar for quite some time coming off a state championship game appearance, uh, over the weekend, um, or last weekend. And now is, uh, hosting coaches for in-home visits is Dominic McKinley, committed to Texas A&M. He's been that way since uh, the beginning of his senior season. But uh, you had a great interview with Angie McKinley, um, really just a great mom to those two boys, Dominic and Darius. Um, And they're trying to navigate Dominic's future right now, but they hosted Frank Wilson and Brian Kelly. Syracuse was in home as well this week. Texas A&M's going in home. This is uh, now looking like – and, I mean, we're not sitting here saying it's you know going to be LSU or anything like that, but you feel like the energy has maybe shifted a little bit to more of a real chance that LSU can pull this one out somehow.
1: I wish I could steal and go look up Billy on the board. Someone had a very eloquent quote uh, about it, but I, uh, I think that I would go with – if I'm an LSU fan, I'm taking this with, if we get him, great. If not, I didn't expect it. And we did not see him take an official visit to LSU in June when he took all of his other official visits. He made a commitment to A&M in uh, September, September 1st, right as his senior season began. And even then, the buzz was that Texas, You know, there were other teams, Oklahoma, that had maybe trended ahead of LSU. Then he never came to a game this year. Now, he's made visits to LSU, but you put all those things together, Billy, and there's not a lot of room for me to see uh, optimism or to preach optimism to you. Now, after talking to Angel McKinley, uh, Dominic, and then Darius, his younger brother, who has college offers as well, he's a sophomore at KDN, and a defensive lineman, um, that she said that Brian Kelly and Frank Wilson came in, and that essentially her and Frank spent the evening together talking about life, life after football, academics, how they're going to take care of him, all of these things that a mother would want to know. And that Brian Kelly had the two boys, Dominic and Darius, on the other side of the room, just kind of cutting up, talking football, talking about Acadiana, talking about college. And she described it as really the most laid back she'd seen Dominic around the staff. And Dominic, she described him as a very reserved, uh, even keel doesn't get too high or low, doesn't say a whole lot, and that Darius is the super outgoing one. Uh, but she said that Dominic opened up a lot and seemed to have a lot of fun hanging out with Coach Kelly. But the big news here is this. She confirmed with me he will not sign anywhere next week. So despite being committed to AM, he's going to wait until February's National Signing Day to make his announcement. And that means that the door does remain open for LSU and others, Billy, uh, to get in here. And the reason he's waiting, she said, is they want to see what the staff at A&M looks like when it's all settled and with the staff at, you know, LSU, Oklahoma, te- other schools, Texas that are in the mix, what they look like at those places, then make the decision from there.
0: I mean, that that all makes a ton of sense. And, you know, for a kid who, I mean, when we talked about him this summer, guys, I mean, he doesn't really love the recruiting process. And he, he you know, probably just, just isn't really feeling it or whatever. But now that they've had the coaching changes, he has to really reassess things once again, kind of in a vacuum, like he took those visits this summer and then, yeah, he ended up waiting all the way to the, his first game of his senior year, but that decision was kind of made uh, leaving the summer visits. And so now he's got to reset because there's been so much change um, in, in, you know, college station. And so they will get a chance if, if they, you know, get into a good enough spot where they can host him again with a head coaching change. Um, But uh, there's multiple schools that are working uh, those angles, including LSU. And now you just hope you can get him back on campus once again and and see how the chips fall. And um, he's somebody that they're if LSU lands, I mean, you have a guy who's 6'5", 275 pounds, wears it well, um, played all over the line at Acadiana and had a good senior year, you know he didn't have Relaford's senior year, but he had a good senior year and it's not coming from us trying to change the narrative.' Um, you know as a, like as people who don't have access to every single snap, we talked to our rankings team and we were saying, hey, here's kind of what the buzz on the ground is in Louisiana. you know, should Reliford be a little higher? Well, they're saying, yeah. Maybe we could see that, but also it's not like Dominic McKinley had a bad senior year. They went back and watched his senior year start to finish and came back saying, look, guys, this is still one of the best defensive linemen in the country.
1: No, and you, this is what development is. This is what coaching is, and I said it on the board. People who are wondering if he's a five-star or not and that have seen him play games, I just would say from a college perspective, especially in LSU shoes with the Louisiana defensive lineman, Billy, You'd rather feel, figure out if he's a hit or if he's a miss, and this is not just Dominic. Anyone that's of this rating, that and obviously as he's offers, you'd rather find that out on your your campus than he goes elsewhere. And maybe he's you know doesn't pan out, or maybe he becomes a really reliable player, multi-year starter, and he's doing it at A and M or Texas or a school that you're playing every year. So that's kind of my take on it. If LSU still feels like he's a take, which they absolutely do. Yes, you want him.
0: Yeah, and that goes for a lot of guys uh, at different positions. You know, a Dontavian Wicks, like, wouldn't LSU be sitting there, you know, wanting a guy like that? Oh, I'd like to take a risk on a guy like that versus, you know, trying to find someone else out there who is just in a different realm. It's you want to take those risks on guys from Louisiana. And, um, you know, they seem to pan out uh, here and there. And um, it would be a good situation for Dom to. You know, be an hour from his from his folks, and and the, they can see Darius play on Friday, and then go turn around and see Dom on on uh, Saturday, and we'll see what happens with the future of the you know defensive line coach and all of those things. But the good news is they have time to work that out.
1: That's a sneaky good point too, of that Darius has two years of high school left, so if he goes to LSU, she can watch her son play on Friday night, and then drive forty minutes and see her older son play on Saturday. Obviously, the trek becomes a little bit more difficult or longer if he's out of state. So uh, good point there. I, I totally agree.
0: Another guy who's waiting till February is Terry Bussey, um, a five-star in his own right, who just won a state championship uh, Wednesday night. Uh, yeah. Talk about having a short week to prepare for a state championship, but that's what Timpson had. Uh, and they were able to uh, win it. And uh, he goes out a winner. Um, one of the most electric guys in Texas high school football and in the country. Uh, He's up for the Mr. Mr. Texas Football Award, just like LSU commit Xavier Atkins is. is. Um, But Terry Bussey now supposedly going to wait until February, and he could take some visits as well. Um, And one of those could very well be to LSU.
1: Yeah, Bussey's a guy that can play on either side of the ball, really. It doesn't matter. He's a phenomenal athlete. They like him at defensive back because that's an area they really need help at. But the reality is that he could get on campus and bounce around to wherever you need him. Um great kid. We've known for a bit he was going to wait till February because he, he he was going through that uncertainty of Jimbo being fired, the A&M sh- staff um being shuffled around and shifting and um boy Billy we've outside of the LSU commits I've run down we are on a 20 something minute into a podcast and we've talked about nothing but A&M commits. So it's uh kind of open season over there in College Station Is a lot of their guys sort of say, hey, I'm pressing pause during this coaching change. I'm not signing right now. And yes, Bussie makes two five stars in addition to McKinley, who remain committed to A&M. Like they flipped Gabriel to LSU. They flipped Weston Davis to LSU. Cohen Eccles decommitted. These two, Bussie and McKinley, have remained committed, but they're saying we're just not signing in December.
0: Exactly. And so those guys um, we'll have some time to review things. Um, I am going to show you guys uh, a little, little clip here, uh, if I can get it, uh, rolling. And this is Bussy. Um, Sam Spiegelman was, uh, at at and a Wednesday night. This is him going for a 92 yard touchdown run, a two, a 2A state record. Um, you know, a little slow-mo there, but, uh, just kind of gives you guys a feel for, you know, just how electric he is. Um, and I got to see him uh, about two weeks ago when they, uh, won one of their playoff games and, He did it all um, and he played a little bit on the back end in the secondary as well uh, for Timpson. But um, I mean, this is, this is fun because these are guys in the region that are all close by, you know, Timpson, isn't that far from Baton Rouge. Um, It's not something where, you know, they're on a guy who's committed to Georgia and he's got to fly every time he wants to get to Baton Rouge. And we're trying to track that down. This is somebody who is within driving distance and, um, if they want to pop back into Baton Rouge and see it, they'll be able to do that. So um, it's going to be a fun finish uh, for this class potentially, and at least tracking it. I mean, tracking guys like Terry Bussey, Dominic McKinley, it's a lot more fun when it's a high-stakes game for um, you know LSU versus you know maybe kind of a filler piece late.
1: Nope, I'm with you. No drama right now, and then let's buckle in for February.
0: Yeah, I'm with it. Now it's time for uh, you to take on the reins of one of our most consistent favorite podcast sponsors. Uh, let him hear from my perfect franchise and Annie, Andy Ludicky.
1: I didn't know you were tossing me the ad rate. I, I could probably do it by heart, but let me make sure that I, uh, I don't miss anything. Andy's been rocking with us uh, God, for about coming up on a year now, Billy. We uh, met Andy, talked to him, and he said, look, I want to let everybody know uh, with his business, my perfect franchise, uh, that you can, no matter the amount of money you have, no matter the situation you're in, if becoming a franchisee or getting involved in franchises is something you want to do, he's there for it. And his services are completely free to give him a call, to reach out, to talk about it and for him to help you set up what could potentially be your next step in business. And, um, he talks about it as leaving people want to leave the rat race. Um, you know, that, for the american dream whether that's creating your own business or joining one uh, it could be a side hustle he talks about all the time people going in together on businesses um, but as a franchise consultant he's done this for decades he is a franchise owner uh, and it's helped people all over uh, the country not just louisiana but the southeast and abroad uh, from there beyond from there with his services again 100 percent free to call him it's 404-973-9901 that's 404 973 9901 or email them, Andy at myperfectfranchise.net. That's Andy at myperfectfranchise.net. Or just go check out the website. You can easily Google it and get there. Shoot them an email, tell them, hey, I heard heard it on the Bengal Tiger podcast. Wanted to at least feel out kind of what you do, what people are interested in these days, what routes people are taking when it, comes to getting involved in a franchise so take that step if it's something that's been on your mind you've got some downtime around the holidays you're thinking about kind of hey what else can i get in the mix with uh, this next stage of my life that's what andy's here for so shout out to Andy. He's already helped out a lot of people and hopefully uh, many more
0: yeah good friend of the program there and speaking of a good friend of the program and we probably need to have him on with everything that's going on. Uh, Sam Spiegelman was uh, in, uh, in the Dome last weekend for the state championships in Louisiana. Um, one of the best weekends of the year for, for the site and for Louisiana. Just a celebration of um, all things Louisiana in the Dome. And uh, he dropped his top performer list on uh, the state championship weekend um, You know, from being in the Dome, seeing every game and things like that. And uh, it was dotted with LSU commits, LSU targets. Um, that were able to make impacts on their way to state championships, or you know, just playing uh, in the state championship game and and standing out. And um, no surprise, one of them, uh, Tradez Green, the five star, or I guess sh- should be a five star. He probably he's so close to being a five star. Um, he can he can almost taste it. Um, but Tradez Green was one that stood out in a big way.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a six six and a half. 245-pound basketball player turned football tight end. You flex him out. He plays receiver, really, at Zachary. But he's gone viral a number of times already this year with catches. Did it again in the Dome. You pair him with Camorian Pimpton, and, boy, you've got 6'6", 245-pound athletes who have amazing catch radius, can really stretch the field for you, are great athletes. But uh, in terms of green, I think he could be an instant impact guy. Uh, that they bring in in different sets and looks next year because you don't have Brian Thomas probably and Malik to where you can rely on those two nonstop in the passing game. You'll go back to Mason Taylor. You'll try out Pimpton. You'll throw Green out there. So as LSU's, I believe, is he, he's still the highest-ranked commitment they have, unless Weston Davis – I can't – maybe Weston Davis is on, on three. But regardless, uh, as one of the top Chinese in this class, number one tight end in America – No surprise he made the list, Um, and that this list was, as you said, dotted with LSU commitments from Juwan Johnson, who LCA and and STM ran into each other again in the Dome this year. He went wild. Juwan had 457 yards, had a few touchdowns. I mean, he broke Brock Berlin's all-time LHSA total career yards record. Uh, Then he broke the touchdown record. So. A uh, hat's off and a hat tip to Jawan Johnson uh, for everything he was able to do uh, this season.
0: Yeah, uh, it was a fun season uh, of Louisiana high school football. A lot of guys that you know made waves and 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 stood out in their own right. And um, I, I think I think Trey does is a guy that I would love to see finish as a five star. And and you know even if he's last one in on our end, I just think he's got that upside. He's got that ability to be that type of a player um at LSU and just the way he's competed this year really stood out to me. I I almost think he, you know, kind of took a little bit of some of the doubters out there and and was able to turn it around and um you know, just be able to um you know, I don't know, sh- shut people up a little bit. And I think the same with James Simon. I think James Simon had an unbelievable um, season and, and his finish to, uh, his state championship season, uh, was awesome as well. He was named most outstanding player and, uh, joined his dad on that list of guys who have, um, had that type of a performance in a state championship game. And, um, I'm really, really high on James Simon. I really do think there's a chance that, you know, he could find a way to battle it away, uh, with Harlan Berry for, for one of the top spots in the country at running back.
1: Yeah, he's already top 10 on on three. It'd be nice to see if he could climb even higher into the top five or six because, boy, is he talented. He had an amazing year for them uh, this season, so it was awesome to be able to see him cap that off in the Dome. And he got the on three MVP nod. as uh, an underclassman from Sam, which is cool to see. Daniel Beal, um, who's headed to UL as a quarterback, uh, got Catholic state title. Uh, Josh Brantley up at Ruston, um, they got a state title after falling short a year ago to Destrahan. Um, Don McKinley was on the list, Blaine Bradford, obviously Catholic, uh, KV on Bruce Sardis headed to Miami's. So a nice showing from all these guys uh, at the dome and a lot of kids who are playing high level D one football next year.
0: Yep. Great group, uh, there in the dome, uh, Shay, uh, with football season winding down, it's going to be time, uh, to relax just a little bit. And, uh, one of the best ways to do that is with our friends at Rogue shop, the Bengal tigers, official home, for legal CBD, THC, and more. You can get 10%, 10% off your order at uh, rogueshop.com with promo code BANGLETIGER. So check them out, Rich uh, Richard and Char, um, husband and wife, veteran-owned business uh, that is just grinding away, answering your questions on their site with their live chat, um, whether it's the tinctures, the pain cream, the pet meds, um, all of those things to help you just Relieve anxiety, stress, sleep better. It's so important. I mean, this is that kind of stressful time of year where your mind's racing with the holidays. Your mind's racing for us, at least, with work as well, um, with with the transfer portal and recruiting. What's important? A good night's sleep.
1: They've got a lot of Christmas deals running right now uh, as well. You can get the Bengal Tiger uh, promo code and get your percentage off there, but also. Char and them have a lot set up over there, Christmas wise, that you can check out with deals on different things, Christmas related things. They've even got an advent calendar. Uh, but I'll remind you my go to uh, are the Delta 9 THC gummies, uh, the 45 milligrams. You can get on there, you'll see them. Great for me with the sleep. I also like the Delta 8s, which you can get in 50 milligrams, 125 milligrams. All you have to do is get on there. Shar will pop up. You can talk to her, give her some info, and she'll. Recommend which best, but I'm loaded up. I'm ready to roll for uh, the holiday season, Billy. I'm good.
0: Love it. Appreciate Rogue Shop. Uh, you'll continue to hear more uh, about Rogue Shop from us uh, as the days go on. With uh, their their great uh, partnership for us, uh, so check them out. RogueShop.com. Shay, uh, let's finish up with this. Um, and I say finish up, but we could probably go on for another thirty minutes talking about the transfer portal and and kind of where LSU's at. Before we get into specific players, let's go quickly. Kind of, What are your needs uh, for LSU? And you know who are some of those players that we can get into uh, in terms of the targets right now?
1: I mean, I think that when you think of when you're t- taking fewer than 10 transfers, which is their goal, you're no longer trying to just get a bunch of guys and build depth. You want guys who can come in and compete to play and really help you out. I think it starts for me at positions like defensive back, where I think both safety and corner are positions that you would like a boost from. I look at wide receiver and knowing that you've lost 2,000-yard receivers, the guy who leads the nation in receiving yards, the guy who leads the nation in receiving touchdowns. I'm presuming both these guys do go pro. Neither Malik Neighbors nor Brian Thomas have said anything publicly yet, but presuming they're going pro, and you return Kyron Lacy, you've got Hilton, you've got Anderson, you've got Ibeeta who's been injured, and then you've got a bunch of freshmen who have not played. So, I would then look at wide receiver as being an important piece because we've seen even a year ago with guys from Louisiana. Billy Trey Harris went to from La Tech to Ole Miss. He had a huge game against LSU, including the winning touchdown. Keon Coleman goes from Michigan State as Louisiana native to Florida State. Week one, he puts up three touchdowns on LSU. LSU loses by three touchdowns in that game. So, a portal receiver can make a big uh, difference. I know people say two more positions would probably come to the forefront of their mind D line. And I'd say my answer to that right now is that let's see what Mason Smith, Makai Wingo, these guys do who could go pro or could return because if they're returning a lot of high level D linemen are not going to come here and say, wow, well, I, I want to start. Those are your starters. So you'd be recruiting really depth pieces there in the portal. I want to see what those two guys do. And then quarterback. And Joe Sloan has been active. It's been reported that he's been around. He's been checking in on quarterbacks, but we're seeing quarterbacks dominoes fall, Billy. And it's for guys who are saying, I'm leaving this school and I'm going somewhere else where I'm going to start. And LSU is not offering that up. That's not out there because you've got to come in and battle with Garrett Nussmeyer. And that makes it a very particular type of player that they could go out there and find, which is a guy who is willing to say, I'm leading my school. I don't mind being in a competition. I'll stick it out if I am the backup. And it also doesn't ruffle any feathers with Ricky Collins, who's on roster or a target like Bryce Underwood, who announces in January. So it's a fine line to walk. But I think the thing I've taken away after the first 10 days is from talking to sources, the quarterbacks who aren't being promised, not just NIL stuff. But I'm coming in and starting or at least getting the majority of the reps as a demand. They're not going to look at LSU because LSU's just not going to promise that out, nor do I think they should.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and, and I, I it, that's the tough part with quarterback recruiting. Um, you can't just it's. The room at LSU is as healthy as it's been in a long, long time uh, over the last couple of years, obviously. Because of how upfront they are, how they handle things, and yeah, Walker Howard left. I mean, I don't think Walker Howard was ever going to start a game at LSU, quite quite frankly. Um, and and that's more of a you know sign of what they have in Garrett Nussmeyer and and how they're you know going to trust him with the offense. They're going to bring somebody in if they can, but uh, they have that trust in him, and you know they love Ricky Collins. They like Colin Hurley, who's coming in as a January enrollee, and they're right in the mix for the, for Bryce Underwood. And so it's a very precarious time. And so Joe Sloan has done a really nice job of navigating this and, and not, you know, pushing his chips in on somebody who just wants to be promised something. And then the word gets around and then boom, Garrett Nessmeyer's in the portal because quarterback dads hear about it and, and all those things that can happen and do happen uh, out there in that crazy world of the quarterbacks. But for me, um, I'm with you on the the DB uh, room. I think if they can f- find a another defensive lineman for the interior, just depending on Makai Wingo and Mason Smith's final decision, just to add another depth piece, that would be nice. I love where the linebacker room is heading um, with the guys they're bringing in in the 2024 class. Safety position, kind of the same story, but I know they want to address it. Um, but I, I think – I like the the move of Jordan Gilbert, Jair Brown. If they can find a way to bring into Cameron Richardson to continue to kind of let those guys develop and let the young freshmen develop, you could be rolling three or four different corners out there, and then the guys can kind of play at a higher clip. The days of the starting 11 as your starting 11 are over. I'd much rather have three, four guys that you can roll that goes for corner, that goes for safety, that goes for defensive line, all those things on a defense. That's why I I like the linebacker room a little bit more than any other position on the roster right now. Um, It just seems like next year they'll be able to take a little bit of a step up as some guys mature, Um, and that's why we haven't really seen them linked to a linebacker at this point too. But the secondary, bringing in competition that's quality, is really important because you have some young guys that have shown some promise, but you also need to upgrade that position because last year just wasn't acceptable.
1: Yeah, linebacker, did you not see that Whit Weeks got he, he went from sunshine long hair to the, the All corner. American?
0: He's an All American. He's an All American. Shay, get it right. He's, this
1: is hundred plus tackle <laughs> season incoming. You've got Greg Penn. You've got Harold Perkins back. You've got West Weeks back. Um, We'll see how Braithwaite comes along. And I really like the linebacker class they've got. So, again, if I'm picking who's up next, Billy, it's Xavion Thomas out of state or Jordan Gilbert probably out of Texas A&M. I think one of those two guys pops, if not both, very in sooner than later. And I know these things can kind of drag out as ever, everything gets ironed out with a transfer in the NIL era and everything else. But I feel very good about those two guys ending up at LSU at this stage. And I think both fill big needs for them most notably Xavion in the return game, a proven punt and kick returner who you're not just like he's done it in high school. No, he's done it at state in the sec has touchdowns on kickoffs, has touchdowns on punt returns, doesn't have a drop history. Um, and look, put up 500, more than 500 yards receiving for a bad state offense. So can get in the mix there. I like those two guys early on.
0: Yep. I do too. And, and I think with Xavion. Uh, Being in that, like you said, bad state offense, it's all about finding good projections, too. And that's where, I mean, unfortunately for LSU, 2022 went unbelievably well at corner. 2023 didn't go as well as they would have hoped. With a guy like Xavion Thomas, you could theoretically project, Okay, we have a veteran quarterback, in a sense, and Garrett Nussmeyer coming in. We just had the number one offense in the country. Could very well have Kyron Lacey back. We've got some young receivers, but this guy did way more with less uh, in that Mississippi State offense. You put him in LSUs, they should be able to scheme up some things for him that can really showcase him. And that's why I, out of the guys that are on the list right now, I like Xavier on the best. We'll see, obviously, Will Shepard is a spring guy out of Vanderbilt and a Mandeville native. You know, he's somebody that would address a big need on the outside receiver spot. Um, decameron Richardson would be a great one year plug, uh, for LSU. The competition is stiff for a guy who was preseason, um, looked at as a pro, you know, top three round type of potential. Um, and he could
1: still enter the NFL draft.
0: I mean, totally, totally. He could, could
1: put it, he's in the portal now from state after being there four years, he's got 170 plus tackles, 20 plus starts. He could feel out all these colleges and then say, I I'm going to go pro. Like, I don't know with a guy like that. It, it It's so interesting. There's different levels of this. Like, I think Will Shepard coming out of Andy obviously wants another year of college. I think a guy like Richardson could say, I could do it either way.
0: Yep, 100%. And it's all it's all a balance um, for LSU, you know? You don't want to, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's just, it's a wild calendar for college football. Um, I think we've all figured that out. Um, and once again, something needs to be figured out. I like that the window is shortened up just a little bit, um, but uh, it's still just the wild, wild west. I mean, I I would almost say the 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 window needs to go to ten days, and it ends right after the um, the conference championship games, and you can enter. Then you know the uh, I don't know I I don't know. Uh, we can get into another podcast on that, but. The whole 30 days is still too long. And uh, that just leaves other options for, you know, if you bring in a guy to address a position, then that another guy on that position group could say, yeah, I'm not feeling that I'm in. So, I mean, I'm not trying to like pigeonhole players into staying at their schools when their situation changes, but if you don't like your situation, you, you should know that you don't like your situation and you can decide in a relative amount of time to, change that situation if that makes sense i don't know that's Um, for a whole nother pod whole nother pod Um, but i like the guys they're on um we'll see kind of what else the transfer portal gives uh there is still like i said a couple more weeks of uh time where guys could enter and then another window in the spring but the goal for lsu here would be to have these guys in in the spring and get them acclimated and um but one last thing spots are tight shea this isn't just hey, let's blow up this roster um, or retool this roster because there's 30 scholarships available. This is It's tighter than people think.
1: Well, for the first time, the only real limit you have now, you can sign as many high school kids as you want. You can take as many portal kids as you want. You have to be at or under 85 scholarship players when fall camp starts. So you have a whole off-season to shape your roster. This is just the first off-season of the Brian Kelly era where – you take over a program that has 38 scholarship players. Well, the next two off seasons you can take, and they did, 15 plus portal guys and you can lose 10 plus portal guys and you're still trying to figure out, hey, how can we add and add and add? Now they've gotten to that. We were told from the start, 25 to 30 high school signees in Juco, less fewer than 10 transfers. They are very much headed for that right now. That means that they knew in year three, it would balance out enough to where they were close to that eighty-five. They were retaining guys, the right guys, developing them, and now all of a sudden you're not playing catch-up every year.
0: Yeah, the 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 whole goal of the portal is now that LSU's gotten to this point is to supplement, and obviously there are some positions each year that are going to take fixing um, for whatever reason over you know however many years, whether it's evals don't pan out, guys leave. Uh, NFL draft entrance, whatever injuries uh, that you have to fix. But the goal is to supplement. And that is as bad as the defense was last year. I I think there are some positions where with what you have coming in, you still feel like, okay, you you supplement. And hopefully that helps the defense kind of turn the corner. I, I felt like I've said this a couple of times. I feel like last year's defense was kind of a perfect storm of a ton of things not going LSU's way. Whereas in year one, a ton of things went LSU's way um, and they pretty much hit on every eval as well.
1: And I think that's what Brian Kelly said that they have to be careful with now. When you take fewer than 10 and you're relying on them largely to start or really compete to start, you've got to be right. You can't be missing. So for people who are saying it's not moving fast enough, all these things, look, things move at the pace that they move. And in the NIL era. And when kids are looking at multiple schools and when kids are weighing all options and feeling it all out, it doesn't happen quickly, even with guys who are from Louisiana. So patience, I think, is the key here. And remember this. You have 30 days to enter the portal. That's not when you have to be committed. So guys can drag it out beyond that. We could see this easily play out and have before the past two off seasons into January, into February and then into the spring.
0: Yep, exactly. I don't think the first transfer portal commit came for LSU until uh, December 18th or 19th last year. So it'll be interesting. A lot more to come on that, uh, which is why you should subscribe to the Bengal Tiger. We've got a special coming with National Signing Day coming up. So look for that. Um, it should start um, on Thursday or Friday, I think. Uh, so be on the lookout for that big, special, big opportunity for you guys to join the Bengal Still waiting on the link to get hats up and running again, but we'll get you guys. Yes, they said it's coming. They said it's coming. Yep. So we're not forgetting about that. We got you guys. We got hats. Um, The last of the Founders Club hats are uh, there. So um, we will get you guys that link when we have it. But for that, uh, with that, um, Shay, this is it uh, for the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Pod on this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. We appreciate all you guys who have subscribed to the site and YouTube and Spotify and all that. You
1: got one. And more. we will have a pre signing day and post signing day recruiting podcast for you also, double dipping next week. So, yep. You'll be fully covered for signing day, which begins Wednesday. And then after signing day, it runs three days, but LSU will have everybody signed by Wednesday.
0: Yep. I, I think I'm going to be able to make it out to Duncanville. Is, they might not be in school, but I think they're still going to do something. So, uh, see Caden Durham, uh, put pen to paper, and um, see those guys. I'll be at AT&T Stadium uh, this weekend, Friday and Saturday, seeing uh, Devon Keyes, uh, Decorian Moore, um, Caden Durham, um, Xavier Atkins all take their shots at a uh, state championship. So be a fun weekend on the Bengal Tiger. Subscribe for Shay Dixon. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening, guys. We will catch you guys next week with another Bengal Tiger recruiting podcast.